The views and opinions expressed during this podcast are those of the author and any content provided by the hosts or the guests of this podcast are based on their own opinions and upon information that they consider accurate or reliable. It should not be relied upon as such. The content should be only considered for entertainment purposes only. Thanks. Get your smoke on, I get your chill on. Let's get these conversations on. Crawling on moms and anybody who's living life. The Pop Moms Podcast is here. Talking all things cannabis with a mama twist, like a freshly rolled hemp joint infused with a bit of that, a bit of this. It's all part of the experience of life. Thanks for tuning in. You ready to begin? Then welcome to the PMP Pop Moms Podcast. The Pop Moms Podcast, it's on The Pop Moms Podcast, it's the Pop Moms Podcast, oh, it's on Hey guys, welcome to the Pop Moms Podcast, my name's Kate and today I'm here with a sniffly Eunice Hi We're happy that she's feeling better um, and we're joined by two really fantastic women today, uh, Christina and Maggie Hey guys Hi Hi How's it going? Hey. Great. Thank you so much for having us. We are so excited to be here and talking about one of our favorite topics, which is cannabis. And we share that. We share that here at the Pop Moms mm-hmm. Podcast. We we love weed. I have a little bit sitting right next to me for a mid-interview uh, session. Um, and in, I should have prepared. Oh, I know. I know. I, I'm not usually this prepared. Actually, I have a sandwich next to me. I have some weed. I have like a prebiotic soda. This is actually maybe the most put together that I've been in a minute. <laughs> I'm not there. I'm not there to distract you. <laughs> well, we would have probably just smoked before if you were here. So yes, I guess that would have led to exactly, exactly that. Um, but Maggie and Christina, we'd love to learn a little bit about you if you don't mind telling us a little bit about yourself are you parents uh maybe the first time that you smoked weed or how you got involved in the cannabis industry yeah um christy and i have very different stories um when it comes to this um i'll start with mine um but our stories do converge and so um i am i am currently a mother of two kids i have small kids um i grew up in a very conservative home and drugs were bad and equal. And so when I was introduced to cannabis around um, 18, I really fell in love with it. And it kind of threw me on the spin. Well, if this makes me feel so good, then what else is out there? Um, But growing up, I developed a lot of anxiety. And the the reason I loved cannabis so much is because it gave my body that feeling of relaxation. It gave my head that kind of calmness that I had been looking for. And so when I found it in my late teens, it was something that I definitely held with me. Um, but you know, as back in the day, um, it was not as easy and they didn't have as much great, they didn't have as many products out that they do now. So I was kind of uh, stuck with the dime bag that I got from whoever sold it to me. So now it's so exciting to be in this industry where I can help others learn about the different products that are out there and how we can utilize them as medicine. Hell yeah. That was way more succinct than I can ever do. So hats off to you, Maggie. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, go Maggie, go. Um, Yeah, Maggie and I definitely have different stories. So um, while Maggie is a mom of two, I am not. I have zero kids. Um, So I'm the odd woman out here, but I am an auntie. Good for you. (laughs) 
She's an amazing aunt, by the way. So I got to give her props. She's a mom in her own way. Hell yeah. yeah. I used to be a nanny for about eight years, so I know all about. (laughs) I know all about being a mother without really being a mom, I guess. And so um, now I have the the amazing pleasure to be an auntie. I have lots of nephews and nieces, and um, cannabis definitely makes me a better aunt uh, and a less anxious and more focused uh, auntie. And so. I probably smoked weed for the first time. I think I was maybe 14 or 15. My best friends were very much into cannabis. Um, They used it all the time. And I smoked with them one time and I got so paranoid that uh, I think that I ended up falling asleep while muttering to myself. I I was having a really crazy break. Um, And I don't think I smoked again until I was in my mid-20s. So cannabis wasn't really my friend until we started this company, which is kind of um, interesting. But I really love CBD, and that's pretty much my jam. I I love CBD. It helps with my anxiety. I have an autoimmune condition, and so uh, CBD really helps me quell any chaotic energy that I'm feeling in my body. So... So yeah, still use it. That's really cool. And I mean, it's, it's, I think that kind of brings to light the complexity of the plant, right? Like I totally feel you on the anxiety thing. Like I remember, you know, living in a place where it wasn't legal and like just being happy to get whatever you could and then being super bummed out if you're like, oh great, now this is all that I have and it makes me feel like really paranoid or it's bringing out, you know, the worst in me. (laughs) Um, so I feel you there. And I think that that's, what's been really cool about like this journey with the podcast and learning more about cannabis, just so that like, I'm like, Oh, there's so many different like facets to it. And whether it's CBD, whether it's THC, whether it's, you know, CBG, there's so many different ways to, to connect with it. I think it's cool that you were open-minded to trying it again or to trying it through CBD. So that's really cool. Yeah, I definitely, the reason that I had tried it was because at the onset of my autoimmune condition before I was diagnosed, I was having insane insomnia. Um, Just like I didn't sleep for three months. I was crying at the drop of anyone telling me I looked tired or anybody asking me what was wrong. And um, I hadn't slept in three months and I was just exhausted. And so I had, a friend had suggested that I go down and get my medical marijuana card. And I was in San Francisco and this was, I don't know, five or six years ago. And I was just like, no, I don't think so. And they were like, no, I promise you, I think that it'll really help with your sleep. And I was so, I think I was beyond the point of exhaustion, but I was also so desperate at that moment that I was like, okay, let's try it. Like last time I had tried cannabis, it was not my friend, but you know what? I'm so desperate that I I I will try anything at this point. So I got my medical marijuana card. I walked down the street to um, the Love Shack, which was my, (laughs) the Love Shack was my dispensary in the city. And um, they gave me so many good tips and tricks. Like they saved my life. That's amazing. That's so fun. I had a friend who went through the same thing, only he's in a non-legal state. Um, He hadn't slept in he had some kind of um, weird reaction to like two different medications that he had been on or a new one that he had just gotten on. And so he couldn't sleep. He didn't sleep for like three or four months and he was like literally like losing his mind. 
Um, so, and he was so desperate. He, he is not a fan of cannabis, although like his sibling is <laughs> or was, um, and he was so desperate. He like called me and was like, I wish you were here. Cause if you were here, then at least you would know how to get me like weed. He's like at this point. And I was like, Oh, you hate that. And he's like, I'm desperate enough that I know at least it relaxes me enough. Like in the times that he's had it, like he just didn't like feeling like he couldn't control like every aspect of his life. So but he was just like, you know, that's all I want. And I was like, well, I could, you know, put you in touch with my guy. And he's like, I don't know if I want to go buy it. He was like, that's still a little weird for me. Because <laughs> there was like, you know, a non-legal state. And he's um, from a really, really, really religious family. So, um, yeah, but like, he had said the same thing. He couldn't sleep and he just felt like he really was desperate enough to try cannabis again. I feel like that's an interesting intersection to be is like desperate enough to try anything and like so desperate that you're going to try something that's so stigmatized. Um, And that's how it felt for me. Like cannabis still has and holds a huge stigma in the community, whether um, you're a mom or you work in corporate or whatever, there's still this huge stigma against cannabis. And I feel like Maggie and I are trying really hard um, to overcome that stigma and to kind of combat it in our own way. Yeah. And you guys are doing an awesome job. I mean, specifically also with Match Canna. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. Um, We would love to tell you about it. Um, So Match Canna was created. So um, I am actually a massage therapist. I've been one for over two decades. And throughout my career, I um, got my degree in kinesiology and I really just fell in love with pain management. And um, I loved being able to help people that were in this desperate state, like that kind of, you know, like I'm desperate to sleep, I'm desperate to relax, I don't know what's going on. So I I loved being able to be that kind of bridge for those people. Um, And um, I would always get asked, you know, what else can I do? Like, what can I do at home? Can I put something on my skin? And, you know, I didn't have a good answer. And um, we actually, so Christina, who, again, she's, I mean, she wasn't as, I've always been crazy about cannabis, but, um, so she actually created this oil. She was, she's kind of like a makeshift botanist. She's a researcher. She's an esthetician. She loves skincare and she loves oils. Um, and she loves a challenge. So when it was it's kind of confusing, my brother, which is her now husband, um, they moved to the same city. And oh, that's kind of, fun. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been great. We've been friends and now sisters and then business partners. So it's been, we're on a very great path together and I love it. Um, but yeah, so he was having severe pain. He had blown discs. He was seeing Stanford doctors. He wasn't getting relief. He was doing everything he should, you know, he changed his diet. He was, you know, exercising, but it just wasn't giving and the inflammation wasn't going. And so Christina said, I'm going to make you something. And he laughed in her face. (laughs) And then, um, she did all this research and she got this little oil and she said, Hey Maggie, I'm using cannabis in this topical. And of course I was like, yes. (laughs) So, um, I was so excited to get my hands on it. But so my brother started using it and I, I went, I seriously saw him. He was bedridden. Like he would be in bed for days, like so pathetic. And I would call Christina. I would say like, she didn't even know him really at the time, but they lived in the same city. And I said, I know he just moved there, but like, could you go like bring him food or just make sure he's alive? And so, um, she got to see him like at his worst really. And she was just like, nobody should live like this. So she created this oil. And then when I saw him go from bedridden to walking, I said, let's make more of that. 
And so I started using it on myself. I had such great results with just pain, inflammation. Um, and I, I had all these people asking me, you know, what else can I do in my you know, practice of pain management. And so I finally said, you can use cannabis. And this was kind of at that intersection a couple of years ago where things were really starting to legalize in California and more people were starting to talk about it, but you know, it's still, it's illegal technically. So, um, like not illegal, but like, it's, it's like a gray area, you know, there's like so many laws and regulations around it. And so, um, incorporating it into my practice was difficult, but I knew that it was something that was going to really help my clients. And so that was my main goal. And I got such great results. I mean, I had booked practice and I mean, I'm a great therapist, but this definitely leveled up my massage. And so, um, it was just really great to be able to provide that. So I came to Christina, I said, we need to, we need to figure out how to put this in the market so people can start utilizing cannabis medicine. And I was, I'm a loud mouth. And so I was really excited to be, I'm like, I get to be the voice of cannabis. Like, this is my jam. Like, I am so obsessed with this job. So that's kind of where Match Canna came. Um, that's awesome. I think that's really, really cool that you guys kind of like interwove your personal lives into like a business option, which is just fantastic. Well, it definitely wasn't my plan to have a business in the cannabis space. Like I know Maggie, Maggie loves cannabis. She's always been an advocate for cannabis, but when Charles and I started dating and I started thinking about how I could help him, um, I of course did a bunch of research and I love oil so much that it was like, it was a no brainer for me. But when Maggie started using it on her clients, I was like, she came, she came to me and she was like, Christina, we need to create a business. This needs to be out on the market. And I was like, absolutely not. My, my first yeah. reaction was like, like fuck not. that. <laughs> it's so much work. I was like, um, I don't think you understand how much work this is. And Maggie was just like, this is it. This is our chance, Christina. Um, and, and of course, having such a complex relationship, like Maggie and I were friends. We've been friends for 12 years um, and then all of a sudden I start dating her brother and then we're sisters and now we're business partners. Like what a complex relationship. So, I mean, that coupled with the fact that I didn't want to be the person, uh, behind a cannabis brand, like it was a, it was a shift for me. Definitely. What made you come around? Ah, uh, <laughs> that's the million dollar question, you know, um, <laughs> I think that what ultimately changed my mind was the results that Maggie's clients were seeing. Um, she had people that had fibromyalgia, MS, um, autoimmune conditions, arthritis, like severe pain, chronic pain. And the results that she was seeing from her clients changed my mind. They all said, like, can I buy this? How can I get more of this? Like, I have been using your oil and now I wake up and I, I'm not in pain the first thing in the morning. Like, of course, that's what you want to hear. You want to hear that people are using your product and they're seeing great results from it. Um, but when I was hearing that people, it was literally changing their day and, and Charles too, like he went, he would be bedridden for a few days a month. And then all of a sudden he was rock climbing for hours a day. And you just can't, you can't deny that. Like that's data and you can't, data doesn't lie. Right. So that's what changed my mind. That's, that's awesome. awesome. 
Well, and I like too, Maggie, like I see that cute picture of you uh, with your kids. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing. Uh, it says cannabis is healthcare. Like two seconds ago while we were talking, I see like my daughter come up to the door, which is always like somewhat terrifying because you're like, oh my God, please don't come in. And what are you going to say? And she just hands me a pot leaf and walks out. <laughs> and I was like, that couldn't have been more perfect for what we're talking about right now. <laughs> Your daughter sounds like somebody I'd love to meet. Right? Oh. Um, but oh, Maggie- I love her. She's the best. <laughs> But it's so true. Like we do look at cannabis as healthcare for both Maggie and I, we both have our, um, mental health issues, me with anxiety, Maggie with ADHD and also, um, her pelvic pain. And I, she can get into that in a little while, but like we both get into your pelvis, Maggie, right? (laughs) Tell us about your pelvis, Maggie. But like we use cannabis as healthcare and that's how we advocate for it to our consumers. Well, and that's like such a good point too, because like, I mean, I've had some, I've had a couple really fucked up things happen with like the healthcare system lately, um, which we're planning on subsequent episodes. So this can be like a little bit of a preview, but I had to change my PCP because of again, I feel you. I mean, Eunice and I both have ADHD. And so, um, she was, my doctor wanted to drug test me and like, I felt super violated because I, she knows that I smoke cannabis. Like we have conversations about it. You know what I mean? So I felt like, uh, that it was just a little bit of an unfortunate situation there, but also within some like, you know, natural practice, right? Like I go to a massage therapist, I go to a, um, an acupuncturist and right now insurance is trying to deny my claim for, um, my acupuncturist because they want me to try surgery or pills instead. Like that was legit their response. This is exactly what drives me. I'm literally like getting like fueled with rage for you. (laughs) I know. I I hear this story so often, like healthcare is letting me down. And Christine and I talk about this so much. And I feel like I worked in many various healthcare situations from like plastic surgeons or like chiropractics, all this stuff. And I realized from a very young age that I was like, man, these like, you know, the pharma companies, they are running the world right now. Yeah. And so cannabis is just such a better, you know, alternative. And it's for those people that have had the bad experiences. And they're for those people that are looking for, you know, better options. They don't want to be on opioids all the time, or they don't want to be on medication with adverse side effects. And you can have, you know, positive results with a plant that, you know, has, such low addiction rates. I mean, cannabis is so amazing. And so I'm like, I'm just so excited to be here to talk about it. Cause like, I think there is a time now we need to take back our healthcare options because and our power. And we, we need to like be advocates for healthcare that works for us. Not something that's going to put cash in the pockets of like the insurance companies and like the industry basically, because can't, they're not getting paid off of cannabis. And that's why they don't you know, determine, they don't want it to be, or they don't encourage it as an actual, like, you know, um, they don't want to prescribe it or they want it to be an actual solution to some of the problems in spite of all the data that shows how beneficial it is to so many ailments. Yeah. So like, you know, it's like, sorry, like we want to feel better. We don't want to make you guys richer, you know? Well, (laughs) And and I don't want to have like a huge side of guilt 
because I found yeah. something that works for me. You know what I mean? Like I'm literally yeah. using this again to your point, like, because in some situations where nothing has helped and you're looking for a solution and you'll try anything, like, it's so funny that we're like, I'll try anything, including this natural plant while I drink a, <laughs> a diet Coke or, you know what I mean? Like I always get totally. backwards on it too. Cause I'm like, Oh yeah, that's right. Pot. People think pot is bad, but then I'm like, but Oh my God, like we do bad stuff all the time. Like you walk behind a truck with a big exhaust pipe, you're fucked. Like, you know what I mean? Just like, there's so many different like places that you get toxins and then like just being like, Oh, but that dangerous homegrown weed. Like, yeah, I think that's a really good point, Kate, because, um, I feel like we do things in the name of health all of the time and they're not usually good for us. Um, the, some of the supplements that we take, some of the medications that we take, these, these like normal therapies that like surgery and other things that are not normal at all. Um, but we think of them as normal because that is being like, that's what's fed to us in, in society and in the media and, um, through doctors who were paying for their expertise. And I totally agree with you because pot for me was not my first option, but it was the only thing that worked. It's the only thing that's ever worked for me for my autoimmune condition outside of, you know, thyroid medication. But um, the fact that people make me feel guilty about it and there's still such a huge stigma around it, like that's not in the name of health. That's in the name of someone else making money. You should never feel guilty about feeling good. You know, like you should never, ever, like no one should make you feel guilty because you're healthy, you're feeling good and that you're not in pain. That's so stupid. Like, Amen, you and I, I want that Yes. I think the most prevalent thing that we can see right now is like such a hot topic is like cannabis in sports. And it's like totally something that hits home with me because I work a lot with sports and athletes and I see them all the time. They're, you know, so easily prescribed medications. They're on opioids. They're on all these anti-inflammatories, all these different things, but they smoke a joint and they're out of, you know what I mean? And it's or yes. they use the topical or they use CBD and the inflammation in their body is reduced by like 50%. Like all of these crazy things that studies have shown, um, but that nobody is actually taking to account, right? Yeah. Yeah, but they can be like shot up with like painkillers and steroids right before a game just so that they can play through the game and that's okay or, you know, through whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Don't even get me started on Shikari, Eunice. Don't even get me started. <laughs> Legit. <laughs> I used, to, I used to work in sports too, so I totally feel you. Like, it was like my husband used to joke. He's like, but even this playing field, he's like, let cannabis be legal and also let roids be legal and let everyone just go crazy, like batshit crazy against each other in the field. He's like, how much more fun would that be to see a football game like that? But, like, oh but in seriousness, like, you know, it's a natural plant. It's a great remedy. It doesn't have long term effects, like, to their bodies, like, after, you know, like, it's just. Yeah. Wait, you want your athletes to be able to play for much longer than these like chemicals that they're like injecting just so they can get through a single game versus something that gives them actual relief, you know? Well, I think there's like a mindset within our health system that if it's prescribed for me, it's probably good for me, which mm -hmm. I do not agree with. And I feel like I personally, like I question all medical decisions when it came to my kids. Oh, you should have seen me at their appointments. I'm like, you know, all the information. I was like that mom because I did my research. And so, um, I feel like we do need to take back more control of our healthcare and like Definitely. advocate because we shouldn't be just assuming that these medications that we're beginning given are good for us because they're prescribed. 
And I think that a lot of people don't realize that they have that power. I think really advocating for yourself in the healthcare space takes so much bravery and courage. And I didn't even know that I could do that. Like when I was finally diagnosed with my autoimmune condition about a year and a half ago, um, I was put on a ridiculous amount of medication. And I was with Maggie when I was going through that transition of um, starting all of these different meds and my body hurt so bad. I can't even explain to you how bad my body hurt. I went, I couldn't walk. Maggie, like what would, how would you even explain that? Christina is the toughest cookie that I've ever met. I've never seen her like this girl will just like hop on a treadmill and run five miles. And so for something to take her out to actually even like say like, she was like, no, I don't want to move. Like she, I've never seen her. I've known her 12 years and I've never seen her in this much pain. And it just (sighs) really hit home. And I was like, girl, why are you taking all these meds? I know. And, and it was the first time that I realized that I could say no. And because my body hurt so bad, I was like, I can't continue this way. I can't work. I can't like, I'm starting a business right now. I can't do that either. I couldn't concentrate. I couldn't even move. I didn't even want to get out of bed. And so I knew that whatever was going into my body wasn't the right course of action for me, but I, it took that it took that much pain for me to say, like, I'm not going to do this. And I called up my doctor and I said, you're putting me on too many meds. My body hurts. I'm not going to take any of them. Like, I'm going to take the one medication that I absolutely need to take. And that's it. And I'm going to be using CBD and I'm going to be using cannabis and I'm like, and I'm not going to do it. And she pretty much told me that if I didn't want to be taking her I guess her course of action that I couldn't be one of her clients. So I said, okay. And I stopped seeing her and it was probably the most stressful period of my life because like having an autoimmune condition is stressful enough, but like not having a doctor's support, I didn't know where to go. I didn't know what to do, but I started getting into research and I found a functional doctor and he now works with my body instead of against it. And I I just didn't realize that I had that much power and that I could advocate for myself in that way, you know? Well, and like how terrifying that we don't think that we have the power to advocate for ourselves and our bodies like that. in itself. And I say it as in like, Oh, Every time it happens to me too, I'm like, why should this be the thing I'm scared to do? Why should this be the thing that isn't my first nature is to, to advocate? Cause I, I, same as you, I have an autoimmune and it's just like, it sucks. And like, again, and when there's something that helps you, you know, I mean, I just think it's really tough to then be like, okay, in addition to like making these decisions that may not seem conventional to others, I have to deal with their fucking attitudes too. Like, right? like I don't have enough to deal with. Come on. <laughs> But you're right. I I didn't feel comfortable advocating for myself. And I didn't know if it was because I was a woman of color that they like, they just expected me just to lay down and take whatever was given to me. But I, I finally had to have a conversation with myself saying like, I deserve more than this and I deserve to feel good. Yeah, totally. I, the first time I like stood up for like, or like for pot, I guess if you will, is um, when I first moved out to Seattle I was pregnant so the first doctor I found instead of like a my like general practitioner was um an OBGYN and I told her I was like here are my three main vices I was like I'm not gonna give up 
all of them. So you're going to have to prioritize for me what's the worst for the baby. Because I but it's um, I'm on a really high dosage of Adderall because I have really bad ADD. Like I drink a ton of caffeine, like way more than like a person should probably. And I was like, and I smoke a lot of pot. And she was like, in that order, that's what I would prioritize. What you need to get rid of. She's like the pot. She's like, to be honest, she's like, sometimes we hint at, and she's like, because they're not allowed to, um, you know, condone it basically. But she's like, sometimes we will hint like that might be something that would help with appetite stimulation, and um, in certain ways that you like consume it like um or whatever so to pregnant women who are having a really hard time with morning sickness or she said some of her some of the people that she knew my doctor but my doctor knew it and I was like okay then it's in my file like that way and since that's the same hospital I go to for everything else like it just kind of stayed and um but that was the first time I felt really like good about the fact that and I think it was more because I was like it's not for me you know I can like skirt around it especially in non-legal states prior to coming here um, but I was like, for the sake of like this, you know, child that now I'm about to have, I need to know what, you know, is really going to be harmful for him. Yeah. Eunice, I hear you so much on that. I had a very similar situation and I did, I was prescribed, uh, I was prescribed a medication for this for anti-nausea. I'm so sorry. Do you hear my dog? Oh, it's all good. Stuff like this happens all the time. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> but I was prescribed this medication for anti-nausea because I was teaching massage at the time, and I, I just couldn't stop throwing up. And I remember being, like, constipated, and it made me feel so gross. And I, one night, was at my friend's house, and he was like, just take a little hit. And I did, and I ate a cheeseburger. And I was, like, four months pregnant, and it was the first real meal I had eaten. And I was like... I'm not taking any more of this medication. And like, I had to have like a long conversation with my husband about it. Cause he was not on board and he still like was not on board with cannabis during pregnancy, but I knew in my body that it was okay. And honestly, the medication was worse. Like it made me feel worse. So I was like, mm-hmm. I, again, I deserve to feel good. And I'm pregnant right now. Like, are you kidding me? Like I drink everything I can, you know, to like do what's right for my baby. And I feel like there are other options and I think it's, I'm so, like, I'm in such <laughs> awe of you for standing up for that. So, like, thank you, like, thank you so much for that. Like, because you're such, like, an inspiration. And you will be for, I think, for so many other women who are in the same situation. Like, they need to hear that it's okay. I you know, like, you need permission. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, the most important thing is for the mom to, like, be chill and happy. Like, if you can make right. one good baby, like, be thing. chill and be, but like, I mean, to your point, if you're like stressed out because you're not eating, then you're stressed out and you're not eating. Like those are two bad things. Like, you know, so then it's like having something that there, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough thing because not enough studies have been done against it. But like in terms of like mm-hmm. personal experiences, you know, you don't hear like, you don't hear a lot of what happens. Like I, I haven't heard a lot of negatives. Well, <laughs> my doctor really, at the end of the day, she was like, okay, like, She's like, I don't want you, she's like, you're right, you give up all those things, your body's going to go into, like, some kind of shock, because all of a sudden you're, like, you know, like, taking away everything, she's like, and that stress alone is worse for you and the baby, but she's like, between, like, you know, if I were to tell you to stay on Adderall versus cannabis, because I told her the cannabis also, like, it helps me with my ADD, because, like, I, if I didn't take it, I would definitely need a much higher dosage, and I'm already over, like, the legal, like, prescribed dosage that you can be in. I have to get, like, a special call every time I get my, my medication filled. So, 
And like, you know, it would be so much higher. And she's like, between those two, she's like, to be honest, she's like, it's kind of like a no brainer. You want to go with something that's chemically driven, derived, or do you want to go with something that's natural? Like, she's like, it's like me telling you, like, do you want to go like eat a bunch of food, fruit with pesticides on it? Or do you want to go organic? You know, like, she's like, pick the thing that like makes you, she to make wise decisions. Don't go buy sushi from a gas station. And don't take a lot of chemically derived medication. I'm like, okay. You know, like it's pretty, you know. Eunice, that's so (laughs) funny that you said that. We were literally just having this conversation, not about the ADHD or not about like pregnancy, but you you said something that just sparked my interest. You said, you know, don't buy uh, sushi from a gas station. Maggie, (laughs) who told us? We were just having this conversation. We were like, we wouldn't buy sushi from a gas station, so we wouldn't buy CBD. From oh my sushi. god, I've is said that, that too. It's so funny. <laughs> Matt, there's this one up by us, and it's an old gas station, yes. and I'm like, I just can't. I can't. Somebody, yeah, yeah. somebody said like, because I was like, yeah, why were people buying it from a gas station? They're like, yeah, you can buy sushi from a gas station. I was like, I'm using that because who would do that? Who would, would do that? Yeah, exactly. I would never buy that. Or like, you know, do you remember back in the day when like yellow jackets were like taking like everyone's buying these yellow jacket pills from the gas station? Ever since like that, like and like essentially like just like they're like like super super amped up caffeine pills that were like giving people like minor heart attacks and stuff. Ever since then, I was like, don't buy medication or anything that you like from a gas station. Like, that's not like a good move. Exactly. That is some solid medical advice. Yeah. That is. Yeah. <laughs> You heard the disclaimer at the beginning of the episode, so anything in here that is no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're like, but it's really good advice. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so I, I want to talk about multiple conversations about gas station sushi, though. It's like a thing. <laughs> I know, right? It's a good analogy. I mean, it cuts really, really to the point. <laughs> absolutely. Like snacks, absolutely. Medicine. Maybe not. <laughs> and sushi, definitely not. Yeah. Definitely not. And even the snacks, like, they're not going to do you any good. Like, it's oh, just going to be junk food, right? Unless you want that Doritos. Oh, don't talk to me about Doritos. You know I'm getting on the road later, Maggie. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I buy Doritos. I buy all my junk food at Costco. Like, I mean, like, that's how much I need to consume. Like, it's disgusting the amount of junk food in my house. But... <sighs> I don't keep any junk food in my house, but Mag- when Maggie comes to visit me and she'll bring like the snacks that she bought on the road and it's always Doritos. And I'm like, don't leave that at my house, Margaret. Um, <laughs> Margaret comes, she says Margaret. Margaret? serious. <laughs> <laughs> don't leave them. We should mail her some Doritos. Just oh fun. my God. I want to have like a Doritos. A Dorito flavoring. Now they have like 15 different flavors. I swear every time I go to a different gas station, they have like a new kind of like flavor. And I just want to buy every one and just try. Did you see that blue one though? That one freaked me out. The which one? one? (laughs) There's a blue Dorito now. And not like a blue corn like from Garden Mm -hmm. of Eaton or something. Like it is straight up. It's crazy. (laughs) I had one that one, it was like some like crazy spicy one. I can't remember what exactly it was. But it was like something like, like like flaming hot spice, but like even hotter, and it literally gave me heartburn. It was the first time I ever had heartburn from any of my junk food, and I was like, <gasps> but I kind of loved it so much, so I just kept eating it. I was like, I'm gonna power through and get my body so used to this that I don't get heartburn anymore. You girls awesome. have literally just ruined me because I'm getting on the road this afternoon to visit Maggie, and you know what I packed for myself for snacks. Hummus and carrots. Oh, girl, my own heart, man. Me too. I like dip my toe in the junk food, but like I pay for it every time I do. 
Right. It's the autoimmune thing. Like I, I'm on a very strict diet. I am allowed to eat very lean meat and vegetables. And that's pretty much all I got. <laughs> like, oh, so I, I really, to make your Doritos. I'm very, like very jealous, very jealous of your Dorito fixes. <laughs> I'm gluten and dairy free at this point, And it is just like brutal. Yep. Yep. Gluten, dairy, um, and sugar, alcohol. Can't do any of it. You can oh do cannabis, God. though. Yes, hey. but look at us. Look at me. I got there the best go. one. Best options. Yes. <laughs> Take that over alcohol any day. That's I know. Well, especially as we get older, too, and, like, with kids, it's like, you know what I won't keep doing is, uh, like, I honestly can probably count on one hand the times I've been hungover around my kids because I'm like, no fucking way. No. Who wants to take care of kids when they're hungover? No, like, it's I'm the I'm sorry. Way. It's hard enough as it is. Right. Oh. Exactly. No, I definitely had, like, you know that, I don't know, like that first night out, like after you have your babies and like you always like, I don't know, I, me and my friends talk about like, oh, the first night and you always have that terrible hangover. And I just like remember the first time I had like my tiny baby, she was probably like six months or something or maybe nine because she was eating Cheerios and I like laid on the ground and I sprinkled Cheerios on the ground and just laid there with the Teletubby <laughs> on. And I was like, please let this pass. Like I, like, I just remember I was like smoking weed. I'm like, please normalize. Like what's going on? Like I could <laughs> Letting like, Teletubbies do the work. I will, yeah, that first hangover, like, you know those, like, hangovers that you remember is, like, the first one back? Yep. Like, trash no. body. No yep. thanks. Trash body. No thanks. So, I haven't had a hangover in so long because I will, if I get that trashed, I will smoke so much weed that I force myself, like, so hungry that I hug before I pass out. <laughs> like, even if it, like, makes me a little dizzy and nauseous to mix the two, I'll still, like, I'm like, I have to do it. It's for my, it's for your own good, Eunice. Like, power through. It's I'm for like, your health, Eunice. It's for your Eunice, health. I'm like, I you feel eat it. that Taco Bell and you drink that water. Oh, my God. Milk. I don't know how you're alive sometimes. <laughs> you are, Eunice, you are full of life tips. And I'm just, like, writing them down right uh-huh. now. Just, you should publish a book on all of you. Eunice-isms. Love it. Eunice-isms. People tell me that. I know. They're like, call it Eunice-isms. Because I like will say it's like, you know, your first marriage should be for money and not for love. <laughs> like, because you need the money from your first marriage to fund the second. But... <laughs> that's, that's great. So well, we one thing husbands, that... Right, so. Yes, we do. <laughs> you guys are killing my transitions today here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I joke with Eunice that I try to pride myself in transitions because it can be so awkward. Oh. <laughs> Moving but, on to bodies. But yeah. I totally do want to talk about something that is super, super, super near and dear to my heart, which is I love the term that you use, stoner sizing. Mm, and how yes. do you use CBD and cannabis for motivation, concentration, pain, inflam- uh, inflammation, and recovery? Because people like, I like, so I run in the morning and like, running in the morning high a little bit less, but I really like running high in the afternoons. And so like, but you don't get it until you've done it. It's kind of counterintuitive, but you, if you can smoke, put, have your shoes on and then just like get ready to go. Like it's such an awesome feeling. And I feel like some of my best runs have been done that way. I would totally agree. I am a total stoner sizer. I love exercising high. Um, not going to be Olympic athlete, but I have the motivation to get out and get what I need to get done. Um, but I definitely, there is a lot of research on recovery inflammation, um, especially the motivation side of things. And it is like that 
So like the way that our cannabis works with our bodies, like our endocannabinoid system, it produces the same kind of endorphins that we would if we were having the runner's high. So imagine like having that runner's high within like the first 10 steps of your run. Like that's what it feels like for me when I run with cannabis and it helps me like put one foot in front of the other and like really zone out and like, you know, when you like are running and you have to settle into your body a little bit. Yeah. I feel like I can I can get there a lot faster with cannabis. I think it's because it just quiets down everything too. Absolutely. I didn't know this runner's high that you speak of, but you're <laughs> making me want to figure it. I'm like a little intrigued. Maybe, I don't know if I would run. Maybe, is there a walker's high? I might do that. Maybe oh, it's like I mean, a speed walker high. A speed walker high. You could do, you have I mean, to, you have to do that too. <laughs> I know. You could have like a, yeah, just like a skipping high, any kind of like, I mean, your body will produce like, it's like that high that just like feels good. Like, you know, like, hey, I exercised today. So I feel like I pretty much can take over anything now. It's that feeling. Yep. Yeah. Well, I don't run anymore because an autoimmune condition really fucks up your body. But um, for me, I use CBD for pain and inflammation. I feel like when I do yoga, um, you know that feeling when like you feel like a million dollars when you're doing yoga, but like the next day, like how your body feels sore and you're just like, Oh, I didn't even know I had that muscle. Totally. Right? Super familiar. <laughs> Especially I trying to get back into a routine. Feel... Oh, I'm so sorry. No, I said just, tr- and like still like trying to get back into a routine. You feel that soreness more than when you're like doing regular practice. So I was like, I feel you on the soreness. I'm like, I just did yoga though. I know, right? And isn't yoga supposed to make you feel relaxed? But it's like, if you're pushing your body in a certain way, like you're still going to feel those minor aches and pains and and that inflammation in your body because you're using your muscles. Um, And so Maggie, when I visit her, she always makes me lift weights, which I am not a fan of, but I definitely get those aches and pains from that. And I've noticed that if I use CBD both topically or sublingually, like I feel less pain, I feel less inflammation, and I feel like my body um, just kind of is able to have that rest and recovery period that it needs in order to build itself back up. Totally, yeah. I think it's um, I think it's something that has a ton of benefit. Um, I kind of like just having it <clears throat> like CBD regularly to have like a homeostasis of the body. Like I just feel like it feels like more aligned when I'm able to take it regularly. Me too. And I definitely feel like the best version of myself. Like CB, taking CBD twice a day makes me feel normal and um, just great. If I, I've noticed um, I had missed my CBD for about a week and I started having like a full-on panic attack. And I was like, what's going on? What's wrong with me? Um, and I just realized I just hadn't been taking care of myself. And after that, I was like, I need to be better about this. I literally carry it around in my purse. I'm like, did I take my CBD today? Like, it makes me feel good. And we should always do things that make us feel good. Mm-hmm. I think that's the moral of the story today, right? <laughs> right. And work out high. Yes. yes that <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, ladies. Is there any other words of wisdom you'd love to impart on our audience? I mean, I would say you have a really great audience of people who are open to cannabis. And I would say if we could band together and do our part and spread the love of this plant and be open about your consumption. And 
I think that we could really change things. And I do believe that women are the power behind this plant. And I believe that we're going to make a change. And I'm just so excited when everybody comes together. And I just want to say thank you so much for having us on this podcast. We're so excited to be here. Oh my God. You're making me like emotional. Thank you. Like that was wonderful too. The intros, the one-liners, the closers. I mean, thank you ladies. You just really elevated this shit today. But, like, I mean, that just made me think, like, when you said that, women are the power behind this plant. It's the plant yep. itself, what we consume of it is from the female plant, as a female, for you know, straight. So, it is 100% a woman's thing, you know, that I feel like we need to band together and be strong women and back up this plant that's doing so much wonderful things for us as well. I definitely that's- agree, Eunice. I think that... Um, both Maggie and I have realized how powerful cannabis is when harnessed the right way. And we're really what we aim to do, like with our brand and also like on social media, we really aim to drive the conversation around the benefits of cannabis. And, and we're really trying to inform, educate and advocate for responsible consumers. So. Awesome. I'm a super huge fan, guys. Can you let listeners know how to get a hold of you guys, your website and Instagram and anything that you've got coming up? Go for oh, it, wait. Maggie. I know you guys have new products coming out. Absolutely. Woo! Yeah, we, we've been working hard. Um, we have some new products coming out. We have some tinctures. We have a full spectrum and an isolate. Um, and, I mean, I could brag all day about the daily dose of CBD, what is done for either – Uh, both of us. And um, yes, you can find us pretty much any social channel. We love them all. You find us on TikTok, Instagram at MatchCanna, M-A-T-C-H-C-A-N-N-A. You can find us on our website, MatchCanna.com, LinkedIn, Twitter. We're trying to be We're all over it, guys. We're all (laughs) over it. Search it, you'll find it. And we would love to hear from... um, you know, everybody, we're here to answer your questions. We're here to help you. We're here to have the hard conversations and open up the dialogue. So come find us. I love that. And they, and you're totally right. Like, I kind of love that there's like this new movement that everyone's like, no, we don't have to all be the best. We can all be the best together. Like, I feel like it's cool. And I really dig that, you know, everyone's like, let's just join together and let's all make it something that ends the stigma and enhances the, you know, the regulations and the legality of it. And then, you know, helping out again, people who have been, you know, at the, been detrimented by cannabis. So I, I love seeing people come together and, um, yeah, I'm super jazzed. It's really great to meet you guys. It was really, really cool interviewing you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the pop moms podcast. If you're looking to get a hold of us, Check out our Instagram at Pop Moms Podcast. If you feel like chatting, reach out to me via email, popmomspodcast at gmail.com, or sign up for our emails at www.potmomspodcast.com. Thanks so much for listening, and we're excited for what's to come. Keep blazing, stay amazing. Bye. Mm, that's dope. Bye, Mom.
Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. 99.9% of our DNA is identical. It's a 0.1% that truly makes us different and unique. And that's what the show is about. Find out that 0.1% about your favorite guests. Find out what music they like, their first cannabis experience, and even what their room looked like growing up. But more importantly, or as important, their journey. Learn what makes them unique on Everything is Personal.